0: Welcome back to Practically Passionate. We are your cohorts, fellow journeyman Alex and Rashav. We're here to dive into the how behind the laundry list of things we are told to do as young professionals. We're here to provide the blueprint, own it to our passions, and make them practical. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to Practically Passionate. Today, we are talking about something that Rashav and I need to really learn ourselves because Rashav and I are both extroverts. And we like going into a workplace and we like being loud and we like rattling things around. But we realized that a lot of times the corporation doesn't need that. They need people who are introverts. And so today we wanted to bring on a one of our very good friends, Callie Martin, who is herself a, a self-identified introvert. That's, that's right, right, Callie? I yeah. <laughs> okay. um, just didn't want to speak for you there. But yeah, so we have Callie on the podcast today and she is a senior software engineer for Capital One out in San Francisco. Uh, she's risen through the ranks in just a few years and is now in, in a very good position. And so she obviously knows how to deal with extroverts. So jumping right into it, Callie, what is an introvert? Answer kind of that you might be an introvert if... Statement, can you help us out there?
1: Sure. So I, from what I've uh, understood, an introvert is someone who gains their energy from being alone compared to an extrovert who gets energy from being around people. So, you know, there's always it's always a spectrum. There's introverts who are very outgoing and, and really social, and then there's extroverts who are very antisocial as well. But it's all kind of a spectrum as to where you get your energy from. So you might be an introvert if you, you know, need to unwind after a long day of like a lot of meetings, or you might be an extrovert if you feel like staying in on a Saturday is like the worst day you could have. Yeah, again, it's all a spectrum.
0: Okay, so I guess, say you're in a meeting, what are some more of those, you might be an introvert if, you know, you're interacting in that meeting in this way?
1: You might be an introvert if you have a harder time speaking up, if you Feel like you have to try a little bit harder to be heard. That's something I've definitely noticed in, in meetings throughout my working career.
2: It's your first day on the job. Everybody has jitters. And maybe for Alex and myself, like sometimes we use the butterflies in our stomach to get excited. Take us through some of the key things that you might do so that our listeners who are introverts can do to remain calm and not be squashed by those extroverts for that first day or the first week.
1: Sure. I would say that during your first week of work it's not really your job to absorb everything. You're there to observe and to learn and to listen and to kind of get a feel for what you are gonna be doing, what the team is like, what the environment's like. So I personally didn't really get jittery because I know I knew what the expectations were of me. And it was definitely not a competitive environment where you're trying to compete for, you know, to remember people's names and to to make sure that, you know, you made a good impression. It was much more relaxed. So I I would say, like, just be yourself and you really don't have to try to portray that you're, you know, really out there doing everything and going to be like 100% all the time. Like, you can just be yourself and let your accomplishments show through your work. So I I would say it's less about, you know, making that initial impression. It's more about just being yourself, being comfortable and letting your uh, strength lead the way.
2: You talked about the first day jitters and like you have that, I guess, expectation that you're not coming to walk into the, you know, the first day and break through walls. But what about those after hour work events, those happy hours and networking events? How did you kind of navigate those charters there?
1: Um, happy hour and networking events, I personally really enjoy those because it gives you a chance to talk to people in a much more casual setting in a in a way where you can be yourself without having to always put on like you're 100% I'm at work doing amazing things um, self. You can kind of be a little bit more relaxed in those situations and, and, you know, talk to people just as normal people. So for example, during my first week of work, um, I had, uh, gone to a happy hour with one of my director's director and I didn't know who she was at the time. And I kind of just approached her and I was like, Oh, Hey, like I'm new here. This is what I do. What do you do here? And it was pretty embarrassing because she was obviously like a very important person that I probably should have known, but she just laughed and she was like, Oh yeah, like I'm your boss's boss. This is what I do. And it, it was, it was okay. Like it ended up being okay. Even if it was a little awkward for me. So in those, those networking events, it gives you an opportunity to give, to like talk to people. Outside of your normal everyday work activities. So they could be really helpful for your job. You just don't know because you don't know what they do. So if you're at a networking event, you do want to rotate and move around and talk to people who are a little bit outside of your realm because they might have a lot of information that you could use and could help you with your job.
0: So, Callie, you're in that conversation at the happy hour with your manager and with a coworker. And that coworker is clearly an extrovert. They're talking over you and they're very anim- animated how do you overcome being drowned out by that extrovert
1: I think a lot of the times I actually am drowned out but that I've also found that that's like that's an okay situation I'm fine with letting someone else chat away the whole conversation and I'm fine just listening and then I'll take that information that I learned from that person as an opportunity that that is a learning opportunity in its own If it's really a situation where I'm fighting for attention to get, like, a manager's attention and to to share what my opinions are, I would probably find another avenue if I'm really competing with someone who's really talkative. I think that that is a a part of working with extroverts. If if you have someone who is just sharing and sharing and you have a hard time getting words in, I would just either – you could try to talk to them to see if you can – get a word in it or try to interrupt in in a way that's polite, or you could just find another avenue that would also be just as effective in a different form. Maybe like if you have a follow-up or something, you can catch up with them later, or you can find another way to connect with your manager in that situation.
0: What are some other ways that you've connected with your manager to make sure that you're being heard?
1: Luckily, my company has a structure called 1010s, which is where you have a one-on-one with your manager where they have 10 minutes to talk and I have 10 minutes to talk. And in those meetings, I really lay out my goals. And I say, you know, it is my goal to get promoted this year. This is my goal for this. And basically in those meetings, you can really lay things out for your manager. You can say, like, I have a really hard time speaking up. So it would be really helpful to me if at the end of every meeting you would say, does anyone have anything else to share? Because that gives uh, introverts and anyone who's, like, a little bit quieter a chance to say yes without interrupting anyone, without trying to fight for, you know, the control of the room. So you can really like give your manager and your coworkers tools to help you be heard, and they're never going to be upset that you share that with them. That is going to be something. Oh, thank you for sharing that with me. I'll be more cautious of that in the in the future.
0: Perfect. Yeah. No. Yeah. That that's that sounds like a very interesting program that Capital One has overall. And I know that that kind of sounds like as an extrovert, when I'm in a, in those meetings, it sounds like I could better adjust my behavior by. If no one else has said it at the end, just ask for that further opinion when the meeting's at a mm-hmm. close to make sure that those introverts in the room have a moment to talk.
1: Yes. Also, uh, you should probably, well, I think everyone should do that every time you switch subjects. So if before moving on, does anyone have any questions? Or before moving on, is this? Do we need to talk about this, this, or this? You can really give people the opportunity to explain things that may not be worth an interruption but it's something that should be brought to attention. So I think it's a great way to get more information out of the meeting that may not have been worth an interruption.
2: What have been your biggest successes as an introvert when you've come into the workplace? Personally for you, we'd love to kind of hear your story of the moments that you've really championed yourself through your strengths.
1: I would say I'm very detail-oriented and I pay attention to all the little things that a lot of other people may not have thought about. For example, like we do a lot of data integrations with external teams, and I'm very good at making sure that I write down, as I'm listening to their presentations and their, their explanations in our, in our talk, I make sure that I write down little notes and questions that I think about in the moment, and then go back and investigate those later to make sure that we're not going to miss anything. And I would say, probably on my team, I've caught a lot of errors that we would have overlooked had I not been you know taking those notes. And definitely going back and researching and and thinking more about the details before moving into, you know, implementation. I would say, I think introverts in general are are better listeners on average. So I would say, like, I would say introverts are very good to be involved in planning um, because they think of the, the smaller things that is not part of the big picture. And that kind of catches a lot of errors
2: up front that may have been missed so so the real meat there from how i perceived it is that you're very detail oriented and you're meticulous about all the processes and it seems mm-hmm. like you know mentally you are exerting yourself quite a lot to really get the job done and you talked about sometimes the need to recharge what are some ways mm-hmm. that you recharge so that when you come into the work the next day you feel refreshed
1: I think everyone has to figure out what works best for them. And I think you also need to make sure that your expectations with your manager are pretty clear about that. For example, I'm pretty lucky to work at a such a great company. They, they have a yoga room. If there's any type of issue or like if if you need to relax or do something, um, you can just go to the yoga room and, you know, do some yoga. There are a lot of different types of things you could do. And the conversation with your manager would be really important about that. So if you need to, to take a minute, you know, you can find a conference room by yourself and just, you know, get some work done in, in silence instead of in the open office floor plan. As long as you have that relationship and you can communicate that to your team.
2: Awesome. Uh, I think those are some like tangible items that I think all of us could probably use and take into the office the next day. So then, you know, we talked about the strengths really. So in terms of identifying your own weaknesses and weaknesses for introverts, what are those big weaknesses and how would you say you'd overcome them?
1: Um, my biggest... I would say my biggest weakness is that when I see leaders going down a path that I don't fully agree with, I have a hard time telling them that. Um, I would listen to their whole pitch and make sure like, I investigate all my opinions and then I'll usually present them back. But... I do find that there's kind of a challenge sometimes when there's just a disagreement. I'm much more likely to back down, and then that actually ends up making me a little bit unhappy at work because I'm working on something that I don't agree with, and I don't feel like I adequately communicated that. Of course, there's always the situation where they disagree with you, and, and you have to go along with something you don't agree with, which happens all the time, of course, but I do feel like I'm a little bit limited in the fact that I have a hard time communicating that especially when I'm on the spot. So to combat that, I usually will write everything down and then I'll kind of like go back and and think it over, compile my thoughts and give like a a solid presentation of why I think this way is better than this way so that I have like all my thoughts put together and I've I've come with like a unified, like all my thoughts are together. So it's a, a lot more organized when it's like combating people who just like are saying everything they think in the moment it's a lot easier to argue with someone who has more authority than you when you're organized and you have your thoughts together.
2: And just to kind of dive deeper into the organization aspect of it, how are you identifying all the questions that they might ask? I guess if you understand what I'm getting at, like I guess when you see that you don't necessarily agree with the direction, sometimes you kind of have to think five steps ahead to understand why you may not agree with it. So, how are you going about it as an introvert not only to identify those stakeholders but also assess how they're going to react in terms of specifically thinking about questions that they might come come back to you with
1: i think that comes down to knowing the people you work with for example like my manager is very big picture oriented so when i come with a presentation of quick quick question very
0: specific, is your would you say your manager is an extrovert yes Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just one time.:
1: uh, <laughs> Yes, he's definitely extroverted. When I come to him with a with a specific like I think we should do this because of this small detail blah blah blah, I have to make sure that I really appeal to him in the way that he thinks big picture. So I would say like this contributes to the big picture in this way. And I do think that just comes down to knowing who you're speaking to and knowing your audience. So I know my, my director, like my manager's manager, would not really care about the small details. He's, he's way too above the project that it would be a waste of my time and his time to go into the details with him. But my manager can basically take all of the details that I work on and communicate that to him. So it goes up the chain in a way. You just have to kind of phrase your questions and your, your presentations in a way that they would empathize with. And that just comes from practice and knowing that person.
0: There's definitely a reason you are where you are, Callie. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh,
0: why not? As, uh, as an introvert, and I think you've kind of touched on a couple things things uh, tonight of just how you've been so successful, kind of touching on those those details, knowing who you're dealing with and adjusting your behavior for them. Overall, as a blanket statement, what would you say for all introverts, what is the biggest strength that any introvert, introvert to introvert can capitalize on? and should be utilizing on a day-to-day basis?
1: I think introverts think a lot more before they act and before they speak. And I think that gives <laughs> it's probably why Rashav and I get where... into trouble so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that gives them the advantage to have more organized thoughts and to think ahead a little bit more and to arrive at insights that you know think of things in a little bit more detailed and, and specific ways.
0: That might get lost in the big picture. Yeah, no, that's def- that's awesome, Callie. I know that definitely as an extrovert, Rishav and I, even Rishav as a, a self identified extrovert, the issue we have, you know, even producing this podcast sometimes is making sure that we're really hitting those those details. So we definitely appreciate that skill set. What do you want to to finish this very insightful conversation we've had tonight? What would you say is the one thing you want extroverts to know, uh, and what can they do? based on that information
1: luckily at capital one we have this type of training as part of our employment we have to have training for how to work with every different type of people is it disc um, by that, chance th- sorry
0: is it disc is it a disc personality assessment the disc no oh, okay just wondering shut a, down it was a meditation <laughs> training. it's what um
1: it was a meditation meditation and self-awareness training
0: oh wow okay wow um, that sounds very intense yeah.
1: That, yeah, it was very in-depth. But basically, it did a unconscious bias training where we went uh, really yep. into detail about the very, very subtle differences that you treat different people based on their your own unconscious bias, whether you're aware of it or not. Okay. Um, so we did things like you have to time your reactions to say whether you know the person on the screen is a good person or not. And that kind of detects if you have racial biases, gender biases. We also did things where you associate... Female words with engineering, female words with social things, and male as well. And basically, men associate men with engineering. Actually, both genders associate men in engineering a lot faster than they associate women in engineering, and vice versa. So they had a, they were much slower to associate men in a social field like teaching or counseling things like that. And so that shows that you have an unconscious bias that you, the average person, even as a female in tech, I had a harder time associating female gender word with engineering and that just goes to show that everyone has an unconscious bias so we did that training and that to me was very eye-opening that I even have an unconscious bias against my own type which was kind of shocking but that is something very important that I think everyone needs to learn and be aware of that we do treat people differently based on our biases be aware that you have to make sure that you are delegating work across your team like fairly and evenly, you're responsible for making sure that you are treating every single person you work with equally and fairly. And that means you have to work with people of all different kinds, which means it's actually so important that teams are diverse because that is a big issue in tech as well, that there's a a huge gender disparity in tech as well as racial. A way to combat unconscious bias is to actually – do things anonymously. So if you are looking for a new person to hire, you wanna set your expectations ahead of time. So do we want a person with a lot of experience or a lot of education? And you basically outline what you're looking for and without looking at any resumes and then you look at resumes without any names on them and then you can pick which person meets the best criteria.
2: For selections and in terms of vetting, that will really come down to somebody that's already in the position. But what about for majority of our listeners there who are just entering the workforce, I guess, what would your advice be in terms of taking those actionable steps to overcome their unconscious bias and really be open-minded and get out there and talk to as many people as they can?
1: So you, you can, you have to learn how to work with people that are very different from you. And that means you very often have to adjust your own behavior to, work with them, and that goes both ways. So there's a lot of people are going to be adjusting to you. You have to do it for them. And you also have to realize that that does not make them a lesser person. Everyone has a different learning style. So some people have learning styles where you have to ask questions. You learn by asking questions. And sometimes that would be annoying if you're trying to get work done and someone's constantly asking questions. But that is their learning style, and you do have to adapt for that. You can. There's different ways that you can go about to – Make that work for both of you if you find, you know, someone's bugging you too much and they need the help. You can say like, oh, like we can, you know, work on this together for this this time window and then the rest of the time, like I'm going to have to be heads down doing stuff over here. So you can make a workable schedule that works for both of you.
0: I think you've given us some great insight and even some specific tangible approaches that Rashav and i can take going into work tomorrow so for that we thank you callie and thank you so much for your time coming on today and talking with us about even more than that introvert extrovert uh, concept but also that larger topic of just accepting the people that you're working with and making sure that you're putting forth a culture that you'd want to be a part of so thank you so much callie and we expect to see you running whatever company uh, you're working for. So instead of working for it, you'll be running it at some point. Uh, We look forward to uh, seeing where you go. So I'm sure our listeners got a lot of value today from you. So thank you.
1: Great, thank you so much.
0: Well, thanks for listening today. We will leave you with your challenge, which is I think the first step in figuring out how to interact better with people is to figure out your own traits and your own personality. Now, there's a bunch of tests you can go online and take that are probably going to cost you some money but there's tons of free ones out there that will help you learn more about yourself learn more about how you can adjust your behavior they're all based around the same concepts are you more big idea or are you more technical are you more closed off or are you more open find one take it and learn about yourself talk to you guys next monday as always this is alex this is Rashav.